0: All right. Welcome to uh, a bonus episode of the Nutanix Weekly Podcast. Uh, We are on location at Nutanix.next in Chicago, and I have with me a a couple new faces and uh, an old one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ouch, ouch. Uh, This this is uh, Harvey Green. Mr. Jira Cox is with me, as always. How are you doing today?
1: Doing okay, man. Good to see you, buddy.
0: Good to see you in person. Yeah. We don't get to do that often. Yeah, it's great. Especially since you know we'll bring that back up. <laughs> Still better, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also have with us Mr. Donovan Linton. Hey, everybody. Nice to be with be with you today. Yes, Donovan is uh, one of our solution architects uh, on the Zintegrico team with me. Uh, also have from the Zintegrico team, Ms. Marina Troyano. How are you?
2: I'm great, Harvey. How are you? <laughs>
0: I am doing just fine,
2: just fine. Is <laughs> is that, uh, is that your DJ once <laughs> <laughs> on the ones and twos?
0: <laughs> so uh, we are here to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that are going on at .NET. We do have a, a blog article that we're going to try to
2: stay close to. Yeah,
1: somewhat. Um, I mean, as, as always, as close as usual. Yeah. Close. So we're actually here at .next, which is like fantastic. It's our first time having one in person since 2019, I think. So it's been a little while. It's been a little while, um, but it's great to see everybody, see customers, see partners. It's great to be here with you guys. Fun to pull this off, our first in-person podcast recording.
0: Yes, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the future audience will know how it went, and they can look at what comes up this to go, hmm, interesting, fun experiment. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Um, so I am sharing the blog post, have it up. Uh, a couple of us can see it, a couple of us can, we'll just make it work. That's how we do when it's live. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess we'll say one more time before we get into it that this is live and we don't edit and we don't take back. So one take. Yeah. One so, thing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like a live event.
0: Talking through a few of the uh dot next announcements this week.
1: Yeah, we had a few um, we had a few of those.
0: Yes. So I guess I'll I'll start with you, Mr. Gyron. Uh Project Beacon. What in the world is
1: man? It's our first time ever announcing a project, not yeah. just products. So that's pretty It's pretty awesome, right? Kind of laying out like a multi-year vision for kind of what this can do for customers over time. Um, and of course, this is like all kind of brand new as of tomorrow. So watch this space. We'll probably be able to go deeper on this in the future, right? But to do it uh, uh, some probably grave injustice, with a very high-level summary. Um, you know, the uh, at a high-level, and even what the stage demo covered, right, was like data portability for our customers, right? So laying out a new a new uh, data platform, really platform as a service, right? Because it's and we're going to help customers manage that isn't like something they have to care and feed um, on their own, but helping with fundamentally that problem of like how do I move my applications around, or I should say, we need to move up, we need to move applications around, right? It's always the data that is kind of the bigger challenge All there, right. right? Kubernetes itself built for app portability, uh, you know, from the ground up, but when my apps are stateful and they want to write app write data somewhere and store that data and then, of course, retrieve it and do stuff with it, how do I move that to, right? So um, at a vision level, what, what we shared from stage today was super exciting, right? Like basically making that data governance and portability for Kubernetes users basically as easy as running a prison cluster as we did for our VM customers 10 years ago. So that was that was pretty, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm here at the show of Nutanix, but that was pretty stinking cool for even for me to hear. You know, I, I had the same reaction as they
0: kind of went through it and showed us on the stage. Um, you know, I kind of looked at it and I'm like, you know, this is a bigger deal than than most people might realize, you yeah. know, just taking a look at this. Um, mm-hmm. it it is it's an expansion of to your point, what was already done uh and what, what Nutanix has put in place to be able to do it with virtual machines. But, you know, now you've got the ability that that is coming, that is being uh, built out to be even better than that. Uh, and, and outside of that, for the actual application of being able to move from this place to that place and just not care where things are, which ultimately is what I'm always going to end up talking about. flexibility. flexibility.
1: I mean, I, I saw a stat. The other day, you know, a a survey taken of people that answer surveys that said, you know, um, something like 85% of modern day apps get placed in the wrong environment, right, within 12 months, they're considered to be in the wrong environment and need migration, right, which is kind of mind boggling, right, because like, we're all smart folks. We all think really deep thoughts about where should I put this application. Yes. And nine times out of 10, we get that wrong. And we want to change that decision within 12 months. Well, and ultimately,
0: uh, yes, we are very smart. Yes, we put a lot of thought into it, but we probably get one time out of 10 where we get to put it where we want to.
1: Probably, <laughs> or even being more generous, probably one time out of 10 that the inputs to our decisions don't change. Right. right? And <laughs> Nothing we have to react to, but so mobility is going to stay a focus for a long, long time, right? Like we're just, we're never going to, quit focusing on helping people move and get mobility on anything, right? So, of course, initially VMs, data, apps, whatever it takes, right? Because, you know, we have to kind of live in kind of a doing both space, right? We've got VMs that are going to be with us for probably all of our IT careers, right? Like they're not going to get killed with containers in the foreseeable. Um, But we also have to help our customers, right, have an answer to the next gen apps as well. Right. And so that ability to have IT with governance over both, like snapshots, replication, synchronization for both my VMs and my and my next gen apps for containers, that's stinking cool.
2: Yeah. Um, I, from I guess from being newer to the tenants, I actually love the focus on the simplicity of everything. Being able to take a platform and, and program to that platform and not have to worry about where it actually exists or where it may exist in five or ten years from now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I was with a customer this morning who, you know, their their container footprint is so large at scale, they move from virtualized back to physical, right? So sort of that's even a different kind of way to really get committed to a platform, Excellent. but keeping gaining that ability to, you know, running on Nutanix to say, now I can swap out not only the hardware platform I, where I run on when my preferences there change, swap out my data center, or swap out the cloud that it all runs on pretty seamlessly. Amazing. Yeah. I think
0: it's important too, and you hit on it very early that uh, they announced it as a project and not a product, yes. and this is it's something that that is evolving and will continue to evolve and evolve and. Uh, I love the fact that we get time to actually teach our customers about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, before it you know hits the main stage. Like this is what it is. Yeah. Right? So. so to
1: be you know of course perfectly honest, like I like the blog post that you guys are seeing on the video here uh, outlines or, or you know the blog post you can guys can you know, go find on our blog. The first offering of the project right is focusing on database migrations right with our NDB platform, um, but much more to come uh, in this space.
0: Okay, absolutely. All right. Uh, I, I will move us to the next one because I know we'll sit and talk about that before a long time. <laughs> um, Nutanix Central. So uh, Nutanix Central is basically the the newest set in my eyes, the newest set of single panes of glass. <laughs> totally. Um, being able to take a look at what you have on-prem, in the cloud, wherever you put it to the same kind of same kind of token as what we talked about with Project Beacon. you got to have a way to manage a platform like that, manage features like that, Yeah, uh, enter Nutanix. Central.
1: Yeah, I mean, so you know, Nutanix as a platform, right, has always given our customers, especially in, the, in recent years, right, that kind of hybrid multi-cloud approach to where you can have your resources, you know, on-prem in your data center, in your DR environment, in a front of the Colo, in this Integra data center, uh, in public cloud. All these things, right? And they become your cloud, right? So whatever your business's cloud needs to stretch to, you can, you know, get a footprint in all these various availability zones. Um, what we sort of didn't have just yet was how do I see all of that at once, right? It's right. great to have all the availability and the mobility for my my apps, my VMs, uh, and now I want to see it all in one spot, right? So it's like it's like zooming out of that single tab we've had for single browser tab we've had for years. Now it zooms out higher or farther away. And shows you kind of global availability across all those various uh, availability zones right so yeah.
2: so uh
0: the next one we'll talk about in tenants cloud platform so i guess we'll I'll, I'll let you hit on it a, a little bit directly. Yeah, uh, we we talked through Nutanix Central. Uh, we bring up Nutanix Cloud Platform. How does that differ from Nutanix Central? You? Um, so we're just tossing words
1: at. Man, so that's a great question. So, of <laughs> course, I mean, you know, as you know, uh, so um, so Nutanix Central is is you know your your high level almost like a global visibility for like what do I have where what have I built um, and like, how's it all running health checks capacity monitoring, all that good stuff. Um, the cloud platform, right, is what runs underneath all of that. That's what actually is going to host your virtual machines, your storage services, right? Whether that's like Block, uh, NFS, SMB, S3, um, those are all functions, right, of the cloud platform. Um, but then the the cool new announcements for this, and this is just a, a summary, right? There's probably more than that, um, uh, you know, to come, right? But with the, the main stage headlights and the blog post headlights, um, uh, were uh, first off, like the data, the optimized database platform, right? Which is really cool, right? For customers that are running heavily licensed workloads where there's, you know, real core constraint for like, you can think we all can think of a bunch of databases where the core count really matters. Um but Now with the ability to run both compute optimized and, and compute only nodes with storage only nodes, right? That really optimizes the full solution to say, I only want a little bit of compute to run my, say, licensed databases even though I need a bunch of more nodes worth of capacity, right? So now I can have like say two uh compute only nodes and like maybe four or six storage only nodes, that can be one Nutanix cluster. But of course, only a portion of that is is requires your your licensing there. Um the other big one though is even even more fun, I think, about the what we brought to the networking space. Um, and I honestly like I read the blog post a minute before we started, so I kind of got some of the some of the cheat sheet here. Yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> under under some of the old um, Nutanix network uh, security policy governance, right, with Flow, if I had, say, a web server and a database server, I could write a web server policy to say, allow these ports, block these ports, or these subnets. I could write a database server policy to say, allow these ports, block these ports, allow these subnets. If I had a combination, uh, web and database server, I'd have to write a third policy to kind of blend those together. Now I can just stack up those existing policies and they'll inherit where they need to inherit. So that that dramatically simplifies the network policy management um, across all those things, right? I can write a Windows Server policy, a web server policy, a domain controller policy, a database server policy, and whatever I tag a VM onto, it'll inherit the right parts of those policies for security controls. So simpler management for customers, right? Faster outcomes.
0: Beautiful. So uh, I'll I'll throw out to all the listeners that the the man is a professional here. Uh, he's he's given his answer, and uh, about a hundred people come out of four conference rooms while we're uh, up up on the fourth floor trying to go through and and record the podcast. And he just did not
1: break stride at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll check I, the recording, see how it sounds. <laughs> hope it sounds good because we're not going to redo it. That's exactly it. So yeah, hope. Hope
0: you guys can still hear all of his brilliance on display uh we we definitely have a little more ground noise than we had before but you know we'll still keep going um so the, the next feature we have on here is Nutanix data, data services for uh Kubernetes. So,
2: yeah,
0: talking through that, talking through applications moving them containers like break that down for
2: us. Yeah. So,
1: we probably actually uh we we managed to combine this one earlier under project Beacon as well. That's hey, we hey man, this is all fre- fresh uh fresh off the press, right? Hot off the press. Uh we got some fresh releases here, right? So, this is that portability for stateful apps, right? Across Kubernetes environments. Um that really lets your, lets your Kubernetes administrators and application owners enjoy the benefits of like Nutanix, like outcomes of like snapshots or application recovery, um, you know, but without having to leave the Kubernetes space. I love the way that we focused on this from the main stage of, of, of controlling all of this with Kubernetes native APIs. Um, so it really it speaks Kubernetes the way that Kubernetes folks want it to speak. So, you know, not, not a lot to relearn there to drive those kind of out, application based outcomes that people are looking for.
0: Great. So, I've uh, got uh, a heading here for additional data services. Uh, the first one listed here is Nutanix multi cloud snapshot technology, uh, being able to snapshot across clouds and have data mobility uh, for your snapshot. So, I mean, I think that's huge, that's like, huge. humongous. Um, and I'm happy to see it. I'm I'm yeah. very, I'm always happy to see flexibility. I Me and everybody knows that at this point, um, I don't like being locked into yeah. anything.
1: No, totally. Okay. <laughs> and I'll riff on it, but then I want to hear from you guys about like, you know, really low hanging fruit customer use cases, right? So that ability for a cluster now to, of course, use Nutanix snapshots like we've always had, always loved, always leveraged to solve problems for our customers, right? Around recovery from like ransomware events, Corruption events, uh, you know, accidental oopsies within the file system, right? Whatever it is, it solves problems, right? So, but also, I don't want to keep those forever, right? I don't want years of snapshots right. on my primary system. So, um, the other thing it sort of, it, it solves for, I think, is we, we talked about how from the main stage, how this ability to send snapshots from a cluster up to public cloud S3 storage, those can then be, you know, retrieved really, let's say, anywhere, right? So, a cluster can pull those back down. I think even more useful a cluster like say in NC2. So if you're in Azure, in AWS, that ability to then re ingest that snapshot data is super, super awesome, right? That really is a kind of a game changer for customer DR. Um, so anything I'm missing there from like what can we, what other problems can we go solve now for customers with that kind of technology?
2: Ashley, what do you think you'll solve more for, DR or migration? Like which one you're seeing more to? Um.
1: Yes. No, that's a great point. Yeah, Uh, I think it actually probably plays heavily into both. Um, Yeah, migration could be could be huge, right? Especially like if we get um, when customers are say, I shouldn't say more reasonable, when they have longer migration timelines. If we can get like a weekend, not like a zero downtime, I don't want to lose a single ping kind of cross data center migration, you can do that. It just takes more planning and maybe more effort and maybe more more resources. Um, But, uh, you know, if it was like, I want to shut down business on Friday and then start business on Monday in some other data center, that kind of migration capability could be absolutely huge. You know, very, very um, empowering more customer freedom, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh,
1: The last one listed here is uh, Nutanix Objects
0: integrating with Snowflake. Uh, I, I guess before we even discuss that what's snowflake let's let's see who who knows what that actually is what that technology does
2: i I gotta take a quick drink (laughs) (laughs) so data lake it allows you to uh have storage and not having to worry about where that storage lives all right all
0: right so uh nutanix objects actually now integrates with snowflake and now that we have that that brief summary by donovan uh how does that change the game?
1: Yeah, so that ability to uh, so now as you as you've created more um, you know data ponds on Nutanix object storage <laughs> uh, on Nutanix S3 storage, right? Uh, with our object storage, um, the ability to say leave them in place, use them where they are, but plumb them up to Snowflake and then make that data mineable uh you know searchable usable right like you know data has to work for your business right so how are you monetizing that data um that makes it super super easy for our joint nutanix and snowflake customers
0: yeah so we get from just uh saying hold my data store my data keep my data safe and now we move into help me learn from my
2: data
1: yeah yeah now it's it's awesome stuff like saying use your data
0: right yes use yeah. your data that's, that's a better way to put it yeah <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's another way to put it yeah
0: yes it's like you have it you have these things that you could do with it you're not doing anything with it but holding on to it like that's make something of it now yeah yeah
2: that's perfect
0: um I guess before we uh, part places here, uh, what was the biggest thing to you about the conference as a whole? It doesn't have to be technical. It can be whatever.
1: Uh, you know, honestly, it's going to sound sappy, but just get to see, see see folks again. Right. Get to see customers, uh, you know, spend two old days just talking about nothing but Nutanix and solving problems. Honestly, like I'm pretty jazzed. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's only sappy if you cry. So wipe that tear away. <laughs> it <goes>. right.
1: <laughs> it's audio only for a reason. <laughs>
0: Donovan, how about you? What was what was the biggest takeaway for
2: you? Uh, technical or not? Again, I'm going to go back to the solution solving, being able to solve problems and trying to make it simple for new customers. That was the biggest takeaway for me is really seeing and hearing that from the leadership of, of how they want to move forward and how they want to solve those problems.
0: Marina, I should have started with you, but so <laughs> it should have been ladies first. But uh, I'll, I'll at least let you go before me.
2: Um, definitely not technical right now. I just think it's very beautiful how many people want to come together and learn as much as possible and, you know, help contribute to the world in such a beautiful and needed way. Um, it's definitely been a great experience overall, and we could get into the nitty gritty and I'm sure we will in the next couple of days, but (laughs) I think overall, just the idea of, you know, what we're doing and where we're going. Um, is the takeaway in itself. Yeah. Cool.
0: No, I like that. Uh, I guess for me, it was being able to see the vision, right? To go from, I, I, I mean, I guess we kind of even talked about it on the last one, right? We were going from, you know, holding everything, keeping it safe, you know, backups, DR, like all of those operational things to now moving into. Now we've got the operations taken care of for you. Let's move into the next phase of what your data does for you, where it lives, you know, flexibility for it to be anywhere and still have a single pane of glass for your uh, platform management. It's just, I, I feel like we're taking a step up, right? From the ground level now to the forest level. And, yeah. and now we're actually looking at everything and not just a few things.
1: I think once, I think once we really... Learn to jointly excel together, right? Nutanix partners, customers, all together, excel at mobility. We're not going to stop moving, right? Like right. that lets customers keep moving forever, right? Around how do I keep on optimizing, right? For like move to a better colo, move to a, a different cloud with different you know uh, integrations or you know better economics or whatever, right? Like you're not going to move once, you're going to keep on moving forever, right. and keeping that simple and awesome for customers is is pretty powerful.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate uh, the time that you guys spent with us today to kind of go through this uh, live and have lots of live little moments here in it. So uh, we don't get to hear it while we do it. We just get to hear it afterwards or uh, hear everybody who comes to us afterwards and says, whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, good feedback, bad feedback. We always want it. Uh, Definitely happy you guys can come and share with us today. So we appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me. Thank you you all for the time.